take 10. Yeah, for real, though. <laughs> no, it's... Apparently, this is in front of a live audience of my well, family. thank goodness, because it would be a lot more funny in front of... A... I would think so. Yeah, I mean, we I should try that sometime. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than just the four to five people <laughs> that we usually do this in front of. What? <laughs> well, okay. there's you, me, Tyler, Heather, and then the guest. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Well, uh, we have some thank yous to be given, I believe, today for our Patreon supporters. Oh, there's those folks. I'm just going to say a quick thank you to Allison, Debbie, Cindy, Brian, Chad. Thank you. For supporting us. Yes. That's Um, Patreon. Look what I did. mm -hmm. You should check it out. It it helps a lot. The person that's listening <laughs> yes. right now wondering if it's them. Yeah, yeah and, you. Uh, they can go to our website. Yes. To find a link to Patreon and There's among a other link things. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and actually, we've done some work on the website. Ooh. So you can put an email. We're going to start doing kind of a newsletter, I think, format there, letting you guys know when new shows come up. Uh, yes. But definitely sign up for that because that'll keep you in the loop. But also, a store. Yes. With some things. Some merch. You can buy to gift to yourself for Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, we'll have our mugs and our stickers. Some of you have asked about the mugs, so the mugs will be available. Oh, yeah. Um, we are currently working on a t-shirt design that I think will be pretty sweet oh, it's once it's be. ready. Yeah. 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 So t-shirt Surprise. eventually, but mm-hmm. a mug and stickers now. So check out the brand new website, lookwhatidid.net. We do want to say thank you to Hogwild Imprints mm-hmm. for uh, providing us with a space to try our hand at crafting our own mugs yep. and stickers. Yep. Um, but Patrick over there is quite amazing. I think he's in the middle of moving shops right now, mm-hmm. but uh, his website's still live and definitely a person to partner with on your creative project. Yeah. Um, Hogwild Imprints. Hogwild Imprints. Yeah. Super cool guy. Really into music. A really good musician, actually. Oh, that's... I've seen him play a couple shows. Ooh. Yeah. Known him for a while. He's a cool guy. So, this is... Episode 9? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's We're like almost halfway half there. More. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Expected. I say that all the time. But it's good. So, this is Matt Buell, mm-hmm. who is an expert at his craft uh he's an amazing woodworker Mm -hmm. just blends like art and furniture and i mean sometimes just does wood art but his furniture is such it's a really cool thing and we talk a decent amount about design in this um and kind of the pursuit of bettering yourself it it's it's a different conversation, I think, than we've had in the past with some other people. Yeah. It's really cool, and yeah. it touches on Spider-Man and Star Trek. So All of those things. <laughs> I don't yes. know how you get woodworking <laughs> and that know. together, but it's mm-hmm. the perfect blend. Well, not to mention some shoes. Shoes. So Lots like of a, shoes. Yeah. 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 So, super cool. Check it out. This is yeah. Matt Buell, woodworker extraordinaire. Enjoy. My goal is simple, like I just want to be really good at what I do. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I look at um, some of the guys and, and women um, that I kind of consider like Mount Rushmore of woodworking. You know, and and 
Sam Maloof is is like an idol to me. So in in my perspective, I'm chasing Sam Maloof. Not because I think I'm that good, because that's what you should be doing. I mean, that's like a kid saying, I want to be Michael Jordan. You right. know, it's, it's no different. And, uh-huh. and, and so I don't get as caught up in a lot of the industry stuff about how many followers I have, um, teaching how to build a certain style of piece on social media. I'm being nice. Yeah, um, that's all good. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, everything yeah. has its place. Yeah. But I'm I'm just I'm just too intense and aggressive to play, to thing. be that sweet. Yeah. I save that for my little girl, you know. And I can be right. sweet. It's just yeah. I think just my uh, outlook on it's different. I'm like the most anti corporate shill person there is in my industry, and I think that's almost probably at this point what's making me more attractive to the tool yeah. companies <laughs> because like You're I just, just I don't care. I mean, the... look, I like making a living. But at the end of the day, you know, pushing some product on somebody has zero value to me. The legacy of my workpiece has value, uh, you know. And so, and maybe that's ego, maybe it's not. I've worked really hard. So yeah. I, do I recommend tools in, on social media sometimes? Yeah, because they work. Mm. Not because I'm being paid to. It's because yeah. I don't want to see people go through the headaches I did burning money on stuff that didn't work. Oh, it's the worst. Mm. Thousands and thousands of dollars learning the hard way. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Well, we won't ask you what tools we don't recommend either. Then. Oh, I can. Oh, yeah. No, you don't. You don't want that. Don't ever take All me to a them. box store shopping. Yeah. I haven't bought a tool in a box store in so long. Like I had somebody ask me the other day, like, "Hey, what sander do I need?" I went, oh, "I don't even know what they offer." We no also joke. don't yeah. buy tools in box stores. We buy Hardly tools from ever. Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> you might as well. Yeah, the side like, of yeah. the road. Well, or it's in a box with some other stuff we've gotten. <laughs> Look at this bonus thing. Yeah. I'm like, is your uncle dying? I'll be back. Oh, my gosh. We're like the car True story. That's where all my woodworking tools came from. (laughs) I just waited. I can only imagine you buying tools on Craigslist. (laughs) I bet you I sent some ridiculous questions. Uh, Like, is the electrical cord still attached? (laughs) It's cordless, right? Mm. No Mm. cords. Well, it's usually, mm. uh, can't you take less than what you're asking? <laughs> that's it just the nature of Craigslist, man. I, that's I, Craigslist. I am very yeah. good at getting the price yeah. down. Oh, you know what, though? In all honesty, yeah. that's how I, I started. Because when I started, I had like 50 bucks and maybe $100 for the pawn shop tools. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Craigslist tools. And I had no experience. What, eight years ago, I'd never used a power tool in my life. Wow. So I didn't know how to work a drill. Seriously, it's kind of embarrassing and funny. Couldn't so, build a box. So, so what? What took you we, from that to... Oh. We should probably start real quick with who you are. <laughs> because oh, we yeah, all know, but I bet around. you the audience I don't think exactly. know. I personally <laughs> don't think who I am is really that relevant to this discussion. We just discussion. need the name <laughs> to go with. Bar- Barney Five. Ooh! Well, hello so, there. How's Andy? We, just for fun, can I be like Glenn Danzig or something? <laughs> oh so we brought Glenn Danzig in. You have to sink down the chair just about, a little bit more. I'm that guy. I, I will literally listen to Nina Simone and then the Misfits like back to back in my shop. I'm that guy. I'm terrible. But that, that's good texture, though. Yeah. You have to have dynamic Today range. it was uh, Black Kerbal Motorcycle Club a lot. One of the great... <laughs> dudes. Yeah. Dude, Peter Hayes is like my... Oh, he's amazing. And then um, who else I listened to a lot of? Childish Gambino. Some Nina Simone, as usual. I kind of did like a Woman Crush Wednesday thing. Oh, nice. A lot of the kills, because oh. Allison Mossard. Oh, I'm still in love with her since 20 years ago. A lot of PJ Harvey. Ooh, Dixon, PJ yeah. Harvey. Yeah. But then this morning I was on a tractor mowing, listening to Tribe Called Quest. I'm sorry. 
I saw that post. Dude, tractors yeah. and Tribe Called Quest totally <laughs> go together. I don't care what anybody says. I discovered a weird... Uh, nope, I'm not going to say it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. The... Uh, Yep, it doesn't matter. This is so a, random. I love this. It was yeah. a weird like all we book are. music. I'm, I'm it's super <laughs> random. Yeah, um, I will say it because I feel like somewhere in there we have to say who yeah. we're talking to. Hello. But we brought in Glenn Danzig, alternately known as Matt Buell, <laughs> who's oh, a, a woodworker in the area. Uh, <laughs> and you've been doing it for uh, professionally eight years. Yeah, eight so years, like that was all. We, see, that was easy. That was painless. Yeah, there really you go. Easy. Now back on to the no, fun I'm, stuff. And thank you yeah. for not touting my long resume and all that stuff. Good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know it. No, <laughs> it's I mean, I'm like, I'm really proud of what I've accomplished, but it's getting to the point where even I don't even want to explain all the accomplishments because it sounds ridiculous. All right, I, I'm going to accept that. I know so. that, like, what I the way I describe it and. Since we're not in your shop, you're moving shops, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it's fun hunting shops in this market. Ooh, I ooh. can't imagine. I'm just gonna buy a giant building and start a school. I'm tired of small shops. I'm I'm that crazy. Yeah. Well, yep. I was talking with some neighbors the other day about like we need to split a warehouse space, and it's unaffordable. Like, I bet you could just monetize it by like renting it out to people no, and then doing it's like a ridiculous. Yeah, I believe. But it. I've got plans. That I'm not to talk about on air. Well, we won't. <laughs> so <yet>. did you? <laughs> but but did I'm, you, I'll say like, I'm heavily looking into the space. Like, just it's not no, going to work it was, anymore. Um, my shop and my house are on the same property, oh, and I sold gotcha. my house because I was maintaining a five bedroom, three and a half bathroom house, and I'm yeah. a single dad and a bachelor. Like, yeah, you know, and I like yard work and I love mowing. It's about as zen as you can get, other than right. meditation. And uh, but I was like the constant gardener. <laughs> <laughs> You know? so, that, who's that guy? The you know what I mean? So it was, it well, was, this is my house. It was just know. more than I needed, and it yeah. was just getting to the point where it felt, I don't know, I've just kind of gotten into more of a wanting some things to be simplistic. And um, I've been working alone in the middle of nowhere for eight years. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe moving into town with my work would be nice and quite healthy. Yeah. Working on people. So uh, I'm, I'm heavily considering buying a large space. Splitting it in half, my studio, and then somehow buying a second set of machines and opening a school sweet how would you manage the time on that because you work crazy non-stop yeah um well i'm gonna have to get a few more apprentices and teach them right and i don't know i'm still throwing it out there and and looking at it but i'm probably gonna do it um i'm thinking i'm gonna run it more like a gym Mm -hmm. so someone pays a certain amount a month and come in and make whatever they want i don't care and you know we'll have somebody monitoring because woodworking machines are obscene. Super dangerous. dangerous. Yep. Oh yeah. That's what makes them fun. <laughs> it really does. I've had some of the craziest injuries. It's fantastic. Um, just blood. Uh, but, but all your fingers are still attached. Yeah. Shush. We. You're like not even pro level yet. <laughs> I think you have to Ooh. lose one finger before no. you go. And that's not true. <laughs> no, I I agree. But Mm-mm. you know, my tone just changed. Didn't <laughs> yeah, it? Like, you got no. real serious about shop. No, safety. I've run three quarter chisels almost through the webbing of my hands. Mm. I've had a, almost had a boxer's break from kickback. I've had a heat stroke in my shop and kept working because I'm nuts. I didn't know it was a heat stroke. Yeah, just um, feeling dizzy. No, no, like I had cold sweat and then I oh, literally wow. stopped sweating. That was pretty, pretty weird. Um, what else <laughs> have I done? I've had a couple of concussions while working. I think there's been other things I forget. I feel like you should just have a standby medic. <laughs> no, no. Part of your Actually, it's funny. I'm much safer than I used to be. I'm much saner than I used to be. In my 20s, when I was extremely un- not sane and not well, I think I had like seven concussions. Amnesia twice. 
I guess. You make woodworking <laughs> sound like a full contact sport. No, it's not. <laughs> woodworking no, in MMA. I, I can I'll, throw this board through that table saw from here. <laughs> no, the bulk of my injuries or anytime I get hurt is because I am underslept, I've worked too many hours, or I'm rushing. It's always those three things. Or I'm experimenting with something that I know is breaking rules that I shouldn't be breaking, but right. I, just, I need that effect just really bad. Like, I've had routers catch on fire. What? Well, I mean, I broke some rules. I wanted to see what I could do with it. <laughs> <laughs> if I swing two routers in a full and, circle while hitting all One the lesson way. I've learned when you're using a power tool and it catches on fire, just throw it across the room and run to the wall and unplug it. Much smarter. We had that motor almost yeah. catch on fire. It yeah. felt just like the other day. That was fun. Want. Unplug it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've just, um, yeah, injuries. They happen. I was in a bootmaker shop the other day, and he had That's scissors cool. at every single uh, sewing machine. <laughs> and I didn't think anything about it until he was telling me the story of sewing himself to a machine. And that was when oh my. he realized wow. pre-cell phones, after the fact, not before this, to keep scissors everywhere. So he had to, I, what did he do? Oh, that's smart. Yeah, he was like, so he's sewn to this machine and can't get to a phone, can't cut himself off and had to like chew through the thread or something. I don't remember like, how to I don't need the emergency machine. medical kit. I just need scissors everywhere. Didn't, uh, James Franco do a movie about that? Yeah, pretty much. If not, he should. He just kept a Swiss army knife there. I'll cut off my whole arm. <laughs> Yeah. I wish I knew what it was called. Dude, a bootmaker hours. shop literally might be one of the most dangerous environments I've ever been in in my life. It was nuts. He had a 25-ton like die-cutting press. Oh, that's awesome. And then three... I really like old tools. And he had three... <laughs> yeah, zipped a lip. That's what she never said. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. We can't. This Nicole. I'm just glad that there's no actual footage of us and my facial expressions. No. I'll let my silence do the we, talking. We wouldn't have any viewers. It, it'd be like, yeah. those two guys. He doesn't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back less about old tools. <laughs> I'm an, um, I mean, I guess I qualify. I'm getting there for sure. Uh, you on the other hand, there. I am old. This is for sure. He's celebrating his like mid to late double twenties, right? That's one of my favorite phrases of all time. My birthday, and I was like, man, I'm getting old. How old are you? 39, 38. 38? Wow. Yeah, I wish I was that old. So you started. What were you <laughs> so doing? You're telling me I have a high class problem. <laughs> no, I love I, those. I'm. I'm Older than that. That's good. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. My beard. <laughs> no. I had a beard like a month ago, and I realized I had these giant gray patches, and I was so excited. Mm. Like now, people actually take me seriously. You know, if I gray out, I serious. think my beard's held pretty well. I like uh, it. Daniel's started before. I've got a few. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I have the strangest like hair stuff, like blonde hair, red beard. Like I have a really odd genetic lineage. Mostly yeah. not odd, just mostly Viking. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, everybody else is um, just boring Scotch Irish. Those are like my or favorite. Scots Irish. Like literally, the woodworker <laughs> did. Um, fair. The woodworker that I consider kind of like my Jedi master, who I go to and you know for questions. Yeah. He literally calls me Ragnar. Literally, that's pretty awesome. Like, he literally thinks I am the guy off the TV show, which that show was one of my favorites of all time. <laughs> but yeah, that's my nickname. Yeah, he'll answer the phone. What are you doing, Ragnar? Hmm. That's, you can't beat that as a nickname. That's good. It's a pretty good nickname. Yeah, I've yeah, had a yeah. lot worse yeah. nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> lot, I mean, I call him Obi-Wan, so I mean, it's not like he's hurting. Is it know. a local guy? Yeah, Craig Young. Um, Craig Young is a woodworker, and I met him about three years in. Mm -hmm. And he was kind enough to take my questions, although I did not abuse it. You know, I would save it for when I really you know, I couldn't right, Google right. it, really. Um, that guy is, is a genuinely... 
amazing woodworker. And it has been really hard in the, the local, or not the local, but just the current climate of what the industry of I work in, how a lot of amateurism is being celebrated and a lot of guys like him are being forgotten. Mm. And it's, it's, it's gotten, there's days where I'm like literally trying to just bite my tongue because nobody, I mean, this guy knows the proper ways to do things. Mm -hmm. There are rules to woodworking for a reason because, you know, you don't want your furniture to fall apart, warp, bend, do weird stuff. Mm. And most people don't know any of those rules. They're just banging out furniture in their garage with, you know, their screws and, mm -hmm. which is fine. You know, everyone do you, but it's hard to go around calling yourself a master woodworker when a guy like Craig Young exists. Because yeah. He is well, a genuinely <clears throat> real one. Don't, and it, so I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I've seen any of Craig Young's stuff. Craig is, man, Craig is amazing. Uh, but I think this, this thing that stands out with your work that really caught my eye was the finished quality of it. Like I was showing somebody the photo and they were like, that looks like an artistic rendering. And I was like, it's the real thing. Like that's actually, Thank it's you. just, you see so many, like after 220 grit sandpaper, I'm like, I'm pretty well done. Like, well, dude, you know what? That's taking it further you know? like, than most people. But hey. I think like, hey. you, the, we, I, we go how about do I say this story well? Um, my wife once bought a table from a local company mm -hmm. that charged a whole, whole, whole lot of money for some Lowe's material and sure, sure. drywall screws. Yeah, I'm, yep. Mm. So yep. quietly agreeing. Yep. And I was like, I bet I could do that for way less. Probably good. So I returned said table through a long conversation and built this instead. <laughs> and you did it yourself. Um, yeah. With, yep. And it, it started project, whatever. Looks well, good. Well, it's also, it's, <laughs> it's not screwed to the frame, so it can, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, do yeah. all the things. Move. The only time I even use screws on anything is if we're buttoning the top down to the to the base of a table yeah. or if it's hardware well i hit you up for when you were thinking about doing a class because joinery yeah became very obviously a thing that like elevates to the next like that sure. to me is that first step of like okay i'm it's, going from screwing like butt joints to now yeah. really putting Funny, i still together. use a lot of butt joints and floating, yeah, yeah. floating tenons but that's more just about like the system of tools i use but well and everything's just knowing right and, like you don't have to use everything you know, but knowing how to join sure. these two things together in a different way. But uh, what stood out to me was yeah, at some point you post this entire set, a coffee table and two end tables for less than I paid for said Lowe's material table. I do that every now and out then. of real wood. Yeah. Uh, well, Hard, hardwood, hardwood, hardwood. Yeah, there's I mean, a big I guess difference. the first one was real wood. Too, well, I but mean, you know, there's hardwood, a lot of lumber being used in furniture like pine. Yeah. Pine is a softwood. It's not a hardwood. Right. That's why you don't see a lot of pine antiques. Right. Because they knew better. Yep. Um, yep. Nothing wrong with it in a sense. I mean, it, it functions right. The table we're sitting at is pine. It's fine. Yeah. But as far as longevity, you know, walnut's going to win. Yep. Maple's going to win. White oak. White oak. I love white oak. People really sleep on it because they want to stain it. And it's like, no, leave it alone. Like the Vikings built their boats out of white oak. I, get, I crack up so hard around here. People ask me about a good outside you know, wood for like a table they're building. Yeah. And they're like cedar. I'm like, well, it depends what kind of cedar. Because if it's got a bunch of white parts in it, that's sap and that'll rot. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I just build out a white oak. And they're like, well, can I do that? I'm like, well, the Vikings dominated the world for what, 200 <laughs> years with boats made out of white and oak. They did it. Seemed to do pretty well for them. And the, yeah. and the British the same. When they had their, you know, I guess after the Vikings reign, um, the Brits built their boats out of white oak. Seemed to serve them quite well. Yeah. Until just... they met us. Anyway. Just and we ruined funny. it with pine. 
he grows 400 feet in the sky in 20 minutes. Well, I mean, minutes. that's the thing. I think it's just it's an availability thing. Oh, yeah. It's too. super cheap. But this area, actually, if you find houses built like more like back in like the origin of Fayetteville, a lot of them, the framing timber is white oak. Or yeah. red oak sometimes. Usually white oak. Yeah. Because there was an abundance of it here. Mm-hmm. It was more available than pine. Well, and with a little bit of effort, there are so many local sawmill guys mm-hmm. here just basically doing it. The guy down the street bought a, a, whatever, I can't think of the name of the thing right now, but a sawmill, mm-hmm. like literally a, a little portable, down. like a woodmiser. Yeah, a woodmiser. Sure. Um, but then you can source hardwoods like pretty Yeah, it's sourceable. inexpensively. I mean, well, that's subjective, but yeah. It, if you have the things to mill it, lumber and, prices you know, like, actually change weekly, like the stock market. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Not as fast at like a big box, store, like a Lowe's or something. I don't think they switch no, I, as I, fast I there. I wouldn't buy hard. Oh, okay, I'm not talking about any <laughs> specific company. I, I would never buy a hardwood from a box store. It is so yeah. overpriced. Yeah, they're getting you on the fact that you don't know how to go get hardwood from a supplier because most people don't. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I get walnut for the price of poplar they charge in those places. I... But that's my job. I mean, that's mm-hmm. part of what I do. It's not just designing furniture and building furniture. You know, I'm also working with clients. I'm mm-hmm. also sourcing lumber. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into what I do. Yeah. So, man, I've gotten to where I have I have a few people that I go through for lumber because it's consistent mm-hmm. I mean, for a while i was using lumber that was like for a while i think the city hall um huge installation i did i built that out of uh, walnut even the stuff you can't see so like all the desk like actual carcasses right all are all tenon together in walnut it was major um but all that walnut was from like the 60s like some oh, of that cool. walnut was probably milled on a steam-powered mill that's and, crazy. and it's beautiful lumber it's air dry i mean but you know that but 50 60 years it's dry yeah um, <laughs> i and funny enough i still checked it with a moisture meter yeah that's... because that's my job but uh it's beautiful but but the trick is that you know you're not getting uniform thickness and, and widths and and so it adds a lot of labor on my back which i'm fine with that but as i'm getting older i'm realizing i've been running a marathon at a sprint pace Yep, and that it's probably going to kill me if I don't chill out a little bit. That's where you can bring in an apprentice and teach them. To, apprentice, you know, join yes. some Computers, things. Computers, CNCs. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, I'm one of the few guys left in my industry that just straight up thinks that's cheating. That's fair. Because we've, we've had and heard a lot of conversations around yeah. that. I yeah. mean, I, it has its place, but in my shop, no, thank you. I'm glad they exist though, because they build a lot of those ugly cabinets. So I don't want to build anyway. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Like, cool, he, off my plate. Your style is, I recently discovered this term, like almost power car. I don't, I don't want to be. No, a, but so the way that you use like a sander to carve like a shape into, when you do sure. those like spiral pedestal tables, you know. Oh, those are fun. Um, those are a minute too. That, I guess not your style. A thing you did one time that sure, I saw. Sure. That, and you have this. I've never seen you work, so I have no idea, right? Like well, how you're, what you're actually doing in the shop. We'll have you ask. But it looks like a mixture of. Um, just a seamless interface of power tool and I'm assuming some hand tool Inevitable. work in there. Absolutely. Like just both. Yeah. I'm a power tool have... junkie though. Yeah. Big time. Like, yeah, I want to see how I can attack something with the power tool. I, it, the funniest thing is we were talking about injuries earlier. So you give me a blade spinning at 25,000 rotations per minute and tell me to freehand something and I'm on because it's so intense that you dial in. I get all my injuries from chisels and like just dumb stuff right, because right. it's not spinning crazy and trying to kill me. So I seem to not pay as much attention. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. It's just how I work. Yeah. But yeah, um, 
if you're building a piece from start to finish, it is inevitable that there will come places and spots where you are going to have to be proficient with some hand tools. Yeah. You know, do I like sitting around and hand planning boards all day long? No, no. I, I mean, I love woodworking, you know, and the whole making shavings and some of the cliches I see on Instagram. Just want to gag half the time. Sorry. <laughs> it's getting old. Like, Hashtag. Make, making sawdust today. Like, no, wow, that's another, not redundant. Another shaving in uh, slow motion that doesn't like just, you know, like a yeah. wave slowly crashing Look, it's upon cool. the beach it's of cool your creativity. It's cool when your knives are like freshly sharp and you get a cool peel off the plane. It's cool. But to Once. me, I'm more in love with the concept of seeing something I drew up on paper that I really like, like love or something that moves me and, and seeing it become an actual physical, tangible yeah. thing. And so I fall in love more in the parts of the process where I'm seeing form happen. Yeah. Um, I think there's just different kinds of woodworkers or furniture people. You know, some people love that hand planning for eight hours. I can do it. I usually go fast. I mean, it looks like I'm like working out to box, but um, I just, I'm more interested in watching and doing like the sculpting, spo- oh, I can't say it, sculpting aspect or just yeah, form yeah, yeah. kind of happening. That, as I've gotten older, I'm gravitating more that direction. And your work is very like, I think a lot of what you were kind of leaning into earlier was the, you know, amateurish work. So you get very square, very yeah, and I right. I mean like, that in a mean no, way. No, 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 just, well, me, right? Like, I think like my when issue you're is the consumer doesn't know the difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's where it gets frustrating. Well, though, I think, like, but like Etsy and Pinterest have made DIY super popular. Yeah. And you can. And people don't have as much money as they used kinda, to. That's fair. Facts. Um, but your <laughs> furniture has a very like organic kind of smooth, curvy in a lot of cases, like, I mean, you have those boxes, right? But you have these, like... Once again, I'm making inappropriate faces. No, well, I mean, there's elements of your furniture sometimes. I'm thinking of the one table, it's, like, round top, I think. The legs kind of come down almost like the fins of a rocket ship, like a 19. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the ship, Octavius. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, that's and actually... it's very, like, sensual, like, kind of, you know, like, and you don't see... I love that table. ...current woodworkers putting out... Right. Or current woodworkers here well, putting out that form as often. I think there are some really talented people here that could do it if they wanted to. And I think that they've, they were willing to maybe push. Right. Because, I mean, my best work's still in front of me. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Like, I still make mistakes. I just never got to a place where I felt like I was, I was good enough. Well, if you stop making mistakes, you're probably not pushing yourself. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, to, that's, I mean, that's yeah. the whole thing to me. It's like, I'm always, and I'm like that in my whole life, probably to the point where I drive people nuts. Like, how can I be better? Right. How can I be a better father? How can I be a better man? You know, how can I be a better woodworker? How can I be a better businessman? Right. Um, so. Bella. Cool dog, by the way. We have a guest. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so. How did you get into, wood, what was the, what was before woodworking? <laughs> uh, I was working in a jail. Is a substance abuse counselor. It was an all-female facility, and I was the only male on treatment staff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, not fun. I, I really I liked that job. Yeah, I mean it wasn't for the faint of heart, but you know, not without going into too much detail about my past. Uh, there's not much that scares me. Yeah. So it, it was a lot of darkness. You know, a lot of sadness, and. Uh, I would come home from that job just kind of needing an outlet. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of miss playing music a little bit because I used to play a lot when I was younger. I was like in Los Angeles. I played out there for a while-ish. And, uh, but, uh, so I was like, I'll take some good electric guitar bodies and like sand them down or something, you know. And I had a little carport. And uh, 
So I never finished the first guitar. I got so into trying to figure out how to build a cabinet <laughs> box that I just, I, it's hard to explain it. It's, to me, the best stuff that is supposed to be in my life usually finds me, you know? Yeah. And wow. It was so insane and so dangerous and complete chaos, me trying to figure out a couple of those tools. Yeah. And I loved it so much. Well, so, so was the first project a cabinet? Well, first project was a guitar I never finished. Uh, <laughs> what was the first completed project? Oh, in that you shop, know? I got into trying to figure out how to build like jigs and like stuff for a shop. So I mean, right. yeah, I did some cabinets on the walls. They were pretty rough. I mean, granted, you know, couldn't even work a drill. Yeah, you know. So, but uh, it was really funny though because I knew in that moment there was nothing else I was willing to do. So I quit my job without having another job. I was like, at that point though, you know, I didn't have any kids. You know, I was single. I lived in a little ranch house in the middle of nowhere. Like, I had nothing to lose. Right. Why not? You know? And mm -hmm. uh, so I decided to do it. And everyone thought I was nuts. <laughs> I mean, and rightfully so. Six months later, I cut 40 cabriolet legs in one night. And I didn't realize that a lot of the benefit of not having a traditional trained background is I didn't know it was hard. I didn't know it was scary. Right. So I had no fear or concern. Like, oh, this is the most difficult leg in woodworking. Had no idea. I just cut 40 of them. Is that good? Yeah, I know how cocky that sounds, but I did it. <laughs> yeah. um, it was a lot of work, and it was a very long night. I wasn't done by 9 p.m. It was like 3 a.m. But uh, And after that, I was like, hey, you know what? One day, maybe I'll be considered like one of the best like furniture makers like in the area or the region. Five years later, I won my first national award. And I was like, oh. And then it's funny, I still get mad that I'm not as successful as I want to be or should be. Right. It's like there's days, my daughter really kind of gives me perspective on stuff sometimes. And, and lately I've been spending just a lot of extra time with her. It's been wonderful. And, uh, and I had a moment where I was kind of trying to be more present and it dawned on me. I was like, man, I've accomplished a lot in eight years. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I there's people to... that go their entire lives professionally and not achieve, I think, some yeah. of the... It's been weird. Yeah. I mean, in a cool way, I'm grateful. Um, but ultimately, it's like when I was in Atlanta, I mean, kids walking up asking to have their picture taken with me. And I'm just like, don't do it. You're going to die broke. Don't do this. <laughs> like, there's no money in this. The robots are taking our jobs. But I just try to be supportive. and you Because know, what I'd love to see is more initiatives bringing back trades work in, in this country. Yeah. It'd yeah. be great. Because not everybody's, I mean, I've got degrees and education and I build furniture. Because it's what I'm supposed to be doing. But, uh, but it was hard doing all that because in my mind, I'm just still some guy from Arkansas who's just out in the woods building furniture. Like I'm not special or I'm special like everyone else. Okay. Have, that's a have, lie. Every now and then I might be special. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's convergence of things. Okay. So hey, we're, ish. yeah. And we're at the ish point. Ish point. The halfway. <laughs> ish mail. You, you made it. <laughs> Don't call me that. <laughs> Don't call me that. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, all of our listeners, cause they're extremely intelligent. <laughs> yep. Well, at least well two of them sitting in this room now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So oh. I just want to touch on again that mm -hmm. the website has been updated. And one of the really cool features that we added into the website is that we put a gallery of our past guests on there. Mm -hmm. So when you're listening to something and you hear us talking about something, there's a good chance that there'll be a photo of that in the gallery. And it's just cool to go through and look at what these people have created, uh, the workspaces that they work in, or just see the creator that we're talking to. Yeah. A name so, with a face. Yeah. Face with a name. Something like that. Yeah. 
the man with no name, mm. the faceless man. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, there's, yeah, that goes Yeah, that's a that. tie back to last yeah. week's episode. Look at that. Go Helen and Tom. Reverse segue. Uh, <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. Anyway, the gallery's up. Yep. Um, Good content, by the way. It's yeah, really. It's good nice. Stuff. The website's getting better and better all the time. As we go, we've got a lot of you know a few people in the uh, sort of back part of our production that are working pretty hard to make everything yeah. look. There's a team that really works. Good. Yeah, behind our nonsense to make everything come together Gosh, as a thing. Plenty of nonsense. But uh, and then also the shops. So check it out. We have a store. Uh, it's a great way to show your love of the show. Get mm-hmm. a little. Something cool to mm-hmm. to hold a, a, memento. a tasty hot beverage in. Or cold. Or like certain And it's cocoa people. season. Yes. Ooh, yeah. They're not even coffee totally mugs. True. They're hot cocoa Hot cocoa. Cups. Hot Those cocoa are so in. Or if vessels. you're drinking some of the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just pour it in that. You can do that. Sure. Uh, and these cups are reusable, so they're... <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you want to buy one... And Every time. Just gift it to someone. Just, you know, don't wash it. Give it away. Buy a new um, one. So, yeah, anyway, let's let's get back to the rest mm-hmm. of our conversation with Mr. Matt Buell. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm loving this conversation. It's good stuff. It's going well. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. I can talk in case you haven't noticed. Where did you... you no, I'm, you're not making me work to carry the conversation. Yeah, That's yeah, a no, nice no, no, break. I enjoy <laughs> hearing you describe my work better than me doing it because it, it's interesting. But, I wonder I, what my work looks like to the people. To another person? Sometimes. Well, yeah. to me, it's stuff that, like, looking at looking at it it's like if you go into 410 vintage and you look at some of the the posh stuff that they have sure i haven't shapes, i don't but yeah it's it's stuff from like designers from the sure. 50s 60s well mid-century stuff it's fantastic sweet it's really awesome and there's a few things of yours i'd seen that are like these are things that you'll find somewhere that are going to be you know set apart not your typical you know run and gun bang it out whatever type sure. type thing it was i was like oh this is the real deal it's it's there's some gems from the mid-century area. That was yeah. a really weird time in furniture because design changed beautifully. I mean, mm-hmm. mid-century furniture is a huge inspiration to me. But I try and create a bridge, you know, to where it's not just like direct rip-off. Like, there's, yeah. it, to me, there's a big line between influence and plagiarism. You know, I think my yeah. old musician self kind of kicks in. But um, there were, I mean, it was a weird time because they really got into mass production. Oh, yeah. You know, with that time frame and using a lot of like sheet goods and plywood, which is actually okay on certain builds. It's actually, I'm, I'm even I'm learning. It's like okay, you didn't have to be hardwood everything. Plywood does have a time and place. Good quality plywood, but uh, <laughs> not a big box. But I, I genuinely try because I've noticed that most people have traditional furniture because it's just you know the way things are. Mm-hmm. Okay, some people like it. Excellent. Yeah, I don't bash people for liking what they like. Um, but I try and build stuff to where if someone has traditional furniture and they get a piece from me, it doesn't make them feel like they have to replace everything in the room, mm-hmm. which is horrible business tactics because yeah. I should you want, to, to, yeah. want them to replace everything in the room with my work, right? I mean, that's the idea, yeah, right? But, right? But the truth is that's ridiculous. And I like building for just people, regular people like me, you know, and that's a lot of money. And well, so I try and make it to where you can put it in that room and it, you don't feel like you have to change everything. Yeah. You know? And for the average person, I think you may only be able to buy good quality furniture 
twice a, you know it, sure. it depends on what your personal sure. like financial situation is I have a lot is, of people but, that have this sounds really weird but I'll just say it. I have certain people that actually collect my work <laughs> Cool. I mean, it's um, collectible work, though. And they, they just kind of incrementally do it, you know, yeah. like once a year or like every 18 months, they'll order a piece. Yeah. You know, and, and I love but, that. But I think it's something that, like, once you have that piece, in, once you have a really nice chef's knife or a really nice well-crafted sure. table or something like then your taste like the first time you bought a really nice pair of shoes right yeah. like it changes yeah then you're like it? oh yeah. now i understand it why does. people do this thing and so like they hopefully they'll come back to you because they love the work and they want mm-hmm. things that kind of match they may find another thing that kind of like it, it gets them on the path of just in general kind of elevating taste and style sure. and like you've elevated well, I also what think they're it's consuming just quality i yeah. mean it's just yeah. as simple as that because a lot of the stuff, I think it's funny. People get so blown away about my work, and I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, yeah, all the edges are rounded and shaped, and it's soft to the touch, and your kids will never get a splinter. Yeah. And I forget that oh, that's a good most sell, people actually, experience <laughs> that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just kind of cool. well, yeah, of course. That, that's just kind of like standard issue around where I do. You know? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, everything has feet. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I'm spoiled. I've been building for myself for quite some time. So, yeah. you know. I've kept several pieces. The dining table you referenced, though, with the legs, mm-hmm. that was completely from a 1960s uh, Spider-Man comic. Yeah. I ripped that shape off of uh, Johnny Romita's uh, original drawings of uh, Doc, Doc Ock. That's... There was a certain image, and his legs were coming out, you know, or the arms were coming out a certain direction. Yeah. I was like, awesome, table legs. That's the second time... It... So you reference, I think, in the Festool video. Yeah, Spider Man is a yeah like a nineteen sixty. Romita Senior is like an idol of mine. The minute you did that, I was like, I have to talk to this person. Like <laughs> that was even before the podcast existed. I was like, yeah, hold been, on, hold on. We just married comic books and woodworking, my two favoriteest things. <laughs> I, I've become like the anti woodworkers woodworker, I guess. Like you know, as far as social media is concerned, I don't follow other woodworking accounts. It's mm-hmm. not because I don't like anybody. It's because I don't want to see it. Right. You know, what was it? Ryan Adams, uh, Ryan Adams, he recorded Easy Tiger. And they, I remember in an interview, it was a cool record. It was very kind of old school country influence sound. Yeah. You know? and, and they were asking him, they were like, hey, um, so were you listening to a lot of old Merle Haggard and maybe like Tennessee Ernie Ford and stuff like that when you recorded? He goes, oh, hell no. So I listened to 90s hip hop that entire time because I wanted to know when I finished that record, it was genuinely mine. Right. Uh-huh. And and so yeah, my bigger influences in design work are like you know Johnny Romita Senior or, or uh, Tinker Hatfield or Yoji Yamamoto or something as ridiculous as just seeing the shape of the way a building hits a street with a horizon. Like I mean, it can be anything. Yeah. And I try and and just be open when I'm out and about, just kind of keep my eyes open in the world and trying to find some beauty. And I pull from that, you know. But this concept of you know leaving the table with live edges and saying Mother Nature, let her do the design work. It has a time and place. She did. You cut her down. <laughs> oh, 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 it's hard to eat at that. Well, I mean, no. if Come these on, mics man. weren't so expensive, I would drop one. Well, I mean, that's, it kills me. <laughs> like, like that's just, that's kind of like it looks yeah, cool in certain okay. times, but there's places where it doesn't work, and I get that. I think like, it looks great when George Nakashima did it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's Mount Rushmore woodworking. George Nakashima is. Oh my gosh. I would kill just to like get my hands on one of his originals just for an hour, just to look at it. How how did you educate yourself on woodworking? Like, are you a reader, or was it all like 
just like the rest of my life mistakes 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 well but you like Um, you're name dropping woodworkers but it's like i vaguely heard that because i read a lot but that's the only reason i I think there were several years somewhere in the eight i've been doing this uh probably like three through five where i was a little more open to looking at the history of woodworking Mm -hmm. mostly because i i I recognized what direction i wanted to go and i wanted to make sure that i always paid respect to the people that were legends Mm -hmm. or are legends you know because to me it's important that I that I remember the people that came before me in this trade because doing it, they gave up a lot to do it. I mean, you give up a lot of sweat, a lot of blood, the cliches, they're real. Mm-hmm. A lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of loved ones, relationships. You're going to lose a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I logged my first 10,000 hours in like three and a half years. That's nuts. You're like I mean, The first year, I think I left the shop twice. Like, I mean, I would have to sleep every now and then, but, but I mean, like took a day off, you know, right, but right. it's because I was learning, you know, I right. wasn't charging clients for my learning time. And I knew the only way to learn was just to literally Do go, it. go until I couldn't physically move. Mm. Yeah. Period. Well, and you made it, it mattered immediately. I mean, if you just quit sure. your job and then were like, I guess I'm doing this, like, then you had to do what you had, you had to, to do to make it meet. Yeah. It was weird. I, I mean... I just, I loved it so much. It, it wasn't like I had even talked myself into it. You know what I mean? It is amazing the mental square miles you can cover when you're sanding for eight hours. I mean, you can <laughs> that's fair. really that's fair. think about some stuff. Sometimes you can write that's the great American novel while. Uh, right? I mean, there was, I remember like year phone. one, I was thinking about like something related to physics. And I don't even know much about physics, but I really got into some funny entanglements in my mind. I can solve string theory right could, now. Right? Like <laughs> quantum, no problem. Quantum theory, I got I've this. I've seen the TV QED, show. QED, I've got it. No, but I mean, the other times you can just squirrel cage, like, you know, having conversation with people that aren't in the room, that kind of fun oh, stuff. Yeah, Those well, are my you favorites. Know, it's probably where some of those concussions resulted uh, in that. Yeah, <laughs> pipe, after pipe them, clamp. Yeah. Pipe clamp, that was fun. I oh. walked right into that thing. I jogged practically. Eh. About sure, two hours later, I was like, yeah, I'm still nauseous. I'm going to keep sanding. <laughs> Talking Even, to yourself, telling you. Know, the funniest thing is my apprentice. Like this guy, I mean, he has watched me just walk out of a room like blood all over me, and he'll have his headphones on. I'll have my headphones on, and it's at the point now where we don't even talk. Like I'll just look at him. He looks at me, kind of gives me this face of like, hmm? and I'll just look at him, and go, huh? <laughs> and I just go in there and peroxide it off, put a bandaid on it, then some equine tape, and go back to work. Like, yeah. Equine wrap is the greatest thing ever. Mm. Get some awesomeness, that. yeah, for tattoos, healing, and for just bandages not coming off while you're working. That's a, that's really? a good one. I have to write that down. The best they sell at the hardware store down the street. It's great. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Yeah, so, matter. speaking of like your ideas, you said something about writing them down. You know, do you physically have a notebook or what do you? How Sometimes, do you, um, do you, if I'm doing a build that's really yeah. tricky, mm-hmm. then I'll take a few notes, but I usually just remember it. Um, most of the pieces I build, like, um, there's, there'll be like original sketches. Um, there have been a few where I didn't sketch it at all. I could just see it in my head and I just started building it. You know, maybe I'd jot down a couple of like dimensions on paper or like a rough three or four lines to give me a shape and I just run with it. So you don't have a set like, this is what I like do Like a cookbook? Right. Um, I actually, on certain pieces I do because we standardized. Cool. You know, I, on the website, like people can order like, you know, this piece and this, you know, these dimensions standard. possible. Yeah. Um, but... I'm just, I don't know. I'm usually just so deeply ingrained in it that it's not an issue. But yeah, cool. as far as standardizing and having apprentices and being able to turn that work to them at times, I write it down like a, like a nice guy. Instead cool. of leaving them hanging, like, yeah, just go build one. 
Let me know how that goes. What do you think it is? I think it looks like Table 7 from four months ago. It's... It's Give me Doc Ock's arms, okay? Just Doc right. Ock's arms. Like, well, but see, that's a lot of it, too. Also, when you bring that up, it reminds me, like, I, I use templates because I like routers a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like the Octavius table, like those legs, like, I have the templates for that. Right. The time so is in my templates. Out. Yeah. Making those mm-hmm. by hand to where they are perfect. Because if those are good, then my replication is good. You know? And what are you using as template material? MDF plywood. or? Oh, plywood. plywood. MDF is suitable. I just kind of have a personal vendetta against it. <laughs> super heavy I got you choked up it's yeah. just gross and if it gets wet it's ridiculous granted there's not a lot of things getting wet in the shop but I think Daniel's dying between Daniel's coughing and the dog's tail I wish there was a camera on this now there is a camera I mean this is totally worth it it's been on yeah it's on well looks like it's just me and you what do you want to know I feel like I'm talking too much no not at all it's uh Sort of what we what we like, you know. Uh, Daniel told me that we were going to talk to you, and I was like, "Man, it sounds super familiar." I work at Bedford Camera and Video. Cool. And I think you came in probably. There's about like four years ago. I was rebuilding an upright base, and I. Asked, I totally remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, I I think that's him, and then you showed up, and I was like, that's the guy. Yeah, I'm hard to forget yeah. the tattoos. No, it was a, and, well, and I have a, it's a weird memory thing. I I forgot about the tattoos, but I remember cool. talking to you, and you said the thing about the first, like your ten thousand hours, and like all these things are rolling in. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, that was probably right around then. Yeah, yeah, huh? Very cool. Excellent. We've met yeah, a small world. Yeah, it really. is Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, or Northwest yeah. Arkansas. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, that's supposed to be these days. <laughs> I, I've clearly been out in the woods, Bonnie, Bonnie Vare style, for way too long. <laughs> really bad joke. <coughs> trying really hard not to die from and this water And you're still thing. choking to death. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, it's a pipe issue. I don't know. So ask questions if you want. Where were Where we? we? <laughs> I just Before asked about the... You got all choked up. It only takes Daniel one question. Yeah. I can ramble for a good yeah. 20 minutes. So It's all good. Yeah, the Spider-Man thing. Shoes. <laughs> Shoes is an interesting design uh, yeah, oh, inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you really love shoes. I like sneakers. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I've kind of sorry, taken... not high heels, sneakers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are those below? Hey, good, good designs, good design. I, I can appreciate a, a well-designed pair of high heels, just not on my feet. I wear a size twelve too. That's also oh an yeah, issue. that would yeah. That, so no coffee awkward. tables based on like a wedge or something. <laughs> huh? Maybe I should. <laughs> Our Never face. know. Yeah. You know Actually, honestly, I'm not against really it. Cool. If the lines are cool on a pair of any shoes or whatever, a pair of pants, I don't care. Um, no, I kind of came with this process about like taking, um, I say um a lot. I just realized that That's on the podcast. So do yeah, I. We don't notice it about ourselves. I just noticed I it about myself. I also can't because drink I'm on water apparently without dying. So no, you note can to say. to self, <laughs> less um in real life. Um, 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 it's a very um, anti-Buddhist thing to say. Not Elms. <laughs> I like um. <laughs> um. But anyway, I'm trying not to say. Can we now have really a 20 incredible. minute um moment. No, I can't do that. I was talking about uh, sneakers. Sneakers, and stuff. yeah. So I'm of the opinion that there are people that design sneakers and like clothing and other kinds of things that are very much an art form in themselves, and. For me, like someone like Tinker Hatfield, I mean, that guy, some of the original Jordans he designed compared to what people were wearing before that, that was like visionary. Yeah. You know, and so I've gotten kind of this way of taking things and I'll draw it like in real, like, like realism 
and then I break it down to abstract. And then I can look at the abstract parts and, and look at the features and the lines or things that pop out the most, and I can take those. So by the time I've got it to that abstraction, it, it kind of looks like a sneaker. Right. But I'm able to pull the elements that I find most aesthetically like pleasing or alluring, you know. Um, and it was weird because I was like, let's test this method. So like, <laughs> I took like 12 different kinds of like, you know, historic sneakers and I was like, let's do this one. So I was like literally making coffee tables out of NMDs, like just like, you know, Adidas stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to try it out. And it, it's funny, I was today working on the awards for the Black Apple Awards and uh, doing a collaboration with Sasha. I don't know if you guys know Tiger mm-hmm. Sasha. Love my... Do I love it, uh, Little Rock. Tiger's Kenny Wampus thing. Tiger Sasha is awesome. He's one of my very close friends. And uh, we sat down and we came up with the design for that award in four minutes. Wow. We, I think he was three and a half minutes. He's like, meet me a smoking barrel. I was like, okay, I'm going to have a Diet Coke. And uh, I just did the same thing. We took an apple and I broke it down. And then we just kind of mixed, took those shapes and went, you know, almost like kind of like a Rubik's Cube. And I was like, Done. That's cool. So it's kind of become like this equation where it's not just sneakers, but I was able to kind of get started with sneakers. As a matter of fact, I did two pieces. There was the most random thing, I think, in the history of Instagram. I was uh, direct messaging with the rapper uh, ASAP Nast. Um, he's like in the ASAP mob. I don't know. Dude's cool. He actually is really into like you know, mid-century furniture. And he had done a collaboration with Converse. And it was two pair of Chuck Taylors. Actually, it was Chuck's high tops and a pair of one stars that were influenced by mid-century furniture. So he was like, it'd be really cool if you could design two pieces inspired by the sneakers. So it's like full circle. And that is pretty cool. So, of course, I'm like, oh, I got this. I got this. You know? <laughs> and um, I can even tell you like what I listened to. When I, I was up to like 3.30 in the morning just killing the sketches and get them all done. 24 hours. I was like, here you go. Of course, he's like, yes, please do that. So I built them. They were really fun. Is that the ones that went up on Yeah, they're Instagram, probably the, on Instagram. Like still. the plaid shoe with the white yeah. sole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. fun. I mean, and I really enjoyed because those sneakers had a lot of texture, like the fabrics right. and stuff, which allowed me to really kind of dig in, like more uh, sculptural aspect, even though I didn't do any sculpting, but just with using lines and patterns. And I feel like when I get into that world, it sounds really boring. No, but in my I think head it's, cool it's like exciting. Yeah. <laughs> but to everyone else in the world, it's probably like, dear Lord, man, you need I, to socialize. <laughs> no, not at all. You seem to have a thing with the way lines intersect with each other. That may just be me, but like the Spider-Man thing, or oh. the way like lines are intersecting, like on a sneaker, right? Like the overlapping pieces sure, sure, of sure. leather, like that shows up to me. I like patterns a lot. Yeah, like you know? in asymmetric patterns right like they're not repeating geometric things but the there is something there if i had to say i think there's a certain kind of thing you build that i almost definitely would know okay that's a mat piece and it would be those things where the like as soon as you said spider-man i was like totally that's it like that is those lines you know like happening on that and it has an organic feel but also at the same time i don't know like it's just what draws you in to that like those usually it's something i see just grabs me yeah like like the last two months all i've seen is ovals and arcs everywhere (laughs) i look and there's a few days i'm like god i'm tired everywhere i look there's like an arc or an oval like go away so i just sat down for about three hours just drew up a whole collection of furniture i'm like here be done get out and and then it was out it was out of my mind i was like thanks it's over um i don't know i just try and be really open to what's around me have you ever thought of something like something popped in your head and then you weren't quite sure how, like, 
the design of it almost didn't seem like it was plausible to bring into existence. Oh, that's happened a couple of times. Has it? Sure. <laughs> Have you been able to solve it every time? You know, I haven't had a piece fail in a while, and I don't mean to sound arrogant. Um, it yeah. might be because I've just learned to build within kind of my wheelhouse and comfort zone, which I need to get out of. Right. Um, um again. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I did it again. Oh, he's doing it. That was more of an uh. <laughs> hmm. Switching to hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I do wonder if it's because I've gotten comfortable, but I feel like I've just kind of gotten pretty decent at what I do. So I know when I'm going into a build, if structural integrity is going to be in question. Are there times where I've built, you know, pieces like prototyping where I've wondered? Yeah. Once or twice because I knew I was pushing integrity, structural stuff um, to achieve a certain look. But, but, but I know that, thing... that functions comes first right. for form. Have you always. even had a thing that it was you haven't gotten it to even a prototyping level because it's just like, I don't know how I'd make this thing stand or You're whatever kind of answer. No, no, it's always been able to, yeah, but I mean, well, I, mean, I, because what, what am I afraid of failing? Yeah. Cool. So just like, try okay. it. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's, that's how I learned how to do woodworking was fail. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. It, to me, that's life. I mean, if I'm not trying, if I'm not out there giving it a shot, it doesn't mean you have to do it blindly. You know, right. A little research never hurt anybody, and my inner Captain Kirk could hear that more often. <laughs> um, but And Star Trek. Oh, I am way too Captain Kirk. I've realized that lately. I've got to stop being so shoot from the hip guy. It's yeah. bad. But I'm it great for- when you need one around. <laughs> I'll lead the charge. But uh, anyway, I feel like the mistakes are just kind of what make us learn. You yeah. know? I mean, I'm not really... Whether it's woodworking or, or, you know, I don't know, I'd say romantic life or whatever that stuff is and, you know, parenting or just anything in life. I never seem to stand at attention to what it is I need to learn until I'm either in a lot of physical, emotional, or financial pain. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm at attention. What, where am I wrong? Like, where are my old ideas that are problems here? You know? Right. And, you know, so and it's the same with woodworking. It's just... But I think a lot of it too is that I've I've been doing this a while, I and mean, mm-hmm. I'm well over eighteen thousand shop hours, right? Not drawing hours, meeting with client hours. Well, just, if you hit just, ten thousand in the first three years, yeah. But then I had you know now I have baby girl, start and so, slow down you know, quite a bit. I knew you know before she was born, I kind of had to change some priorities, and mm-hmm. I knew I needed to. Um, so I try and be home at a, by six, you know. Nowadays. Yeah. If it's a major deadline, or if I'm shipping out, like you know, because when you're doing shipping, like you know, I've shipped out to Canada, New York. In other places, um, shipping is a mind of its own, and so you're always better off playing it a little early. And so, if I got to work <laughs> later now and then, you know, it's got to be done. Um, but I don't find myself as willing to go those hours because being a father is important. Right. Mm-hmm. Being our dad is a privilege. How old is your daughter? She's five. Oh, nice. Oh man, she's just like me. Oh my gosh. My daughter she turns was, twelve on Saturday. And oh, it's see, a I'm whole different world. Yeah, that's a. I'm not that nice. <laughs> of course, by the time my daughter's like in the dating age, I'm going to look like a retired Hell's Angel. <laughs> Let's just be honest. My answer to the door will be expletive, 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 fear me, kid. Bandsaw is bigger than you. That kind of statement. Yep, yep, yep. This fear is how we'll dispose yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah. I, need, oh, I need to, I need to, I got, a lot of, I got a lot of tools, man. I need like, to cultivate on. a tougher persona before uh, I've got like one year left. I need to spend a lot of time in the gym. No, 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 no. In the prison yard. You want them to underestimate you. Oh, yeah. I'll be the Jean-Luc Picard to your Captain Kirk. (laughs) 
I'm gonna let you keep that one. <laughs> There's nothing intimidating about that guy. See, he you underestimate cool. him. He you was underestimate more intimidating him. as Professor X. He, fair. Heck yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. In a, well, no, not, he's yeah, most I'm, intimidating in Green Room. Hmm? Have you seen that? No. Go oh. watch the Green Room. It's solid. Huh? I need to watch that. It's. Uh, I kind of abandoned really TV lately. I don't have time. It dawned on me one night I was watching Netflix, so not work related, but eh. yeah, this is like. And I yeah. realized I spent more time flipping through deciding what to watch than I did <laughs> watching, watching something. something. Yep. And yeah. I went, you know what? I'm done. Shut I'm up. done. I'm just gonna. And I started reading again. I just got back into books. Um, I still, I mean, trust me, they just, you know, they dropped Black Panther on Netflix like yesterday. I'll probably rewatch really? that a couple more times. Yeah, yeah. it came out. I got stuck quickly. on YouTube again. I just don't, man, I don't have enough, or I don't choose to make time for that very much, I guess. What do you read? Are you a fiction guy, nonfiction guy? Oh, this is going to be interesting. So I'm reading, I'm one of those people that reads like four things at once. Yeah, I've got a problem going on right now. Kind of like dip and dab, but I finished them. I mean, I finished a book. Right now, actually, I've gone back to the vault. I'm reading the, the, uh, was it called? The Celestine Prophecies. I think it was like a big seller in like the 80s. It was recommended. It's been interesting. I've enjoyed it. And then I've also been reading like some stuff about like meditation, just yeah. mindfulness. And right. I used to think that stuff was ridiculous. And then I actually tried it and was like, this works. Crap. Yep. Old idea wrong again. This stuff mm. works. Ugh. I, so, uh, a lot of that. I read The Power of Habit a couple years ago. Cool. And that, that was one that was like, it's just a simple tool of how I could affect immediate change sure. in what I was doing, you know? Like, and that was basically just like everything you do is comprised of little habits so break uh, the earliest habit of the day right like you brush your teeth first or whatever you do first coffee it's not happening <laughs> no, no, but you don't have to do that but you could like literally change which drawer your toothbrush is in and that little like breaking of your normal routine will throw you off a little yeah. bit you oh, know yeah. and uh and it can help check you on like if you so i recently gave up drinking so like cool. i had to do things to like kind of break the habit sure. cycle of wanting to, you know, sure. like as much or whatever. Um, and that definitely came in handy. So yeah, I'm very much like, I always kind of blew off self-improvement books, I guess for a long sure, time. Sure. And then there's some stuff you read and you're like, Oh, that's actually really useful. And a very like simple tool I can apply today to make things a little bit better. So it's usually yeah. a situation where we're uncomfortable and feel some pain. And all of a sudden it's like, maybe I'm open to this all yeah. of a sudden, you know, <laughs> called my I bluff mean, fate. I mean, <laughs> trust me. About three months ago, uh, or two months ago, if you if I would, someone had told me, "Hey, you're going to med- learn to meditate and actually get better at it this summer," I would have been like, "Ha ha ha ha! ha. <laughs> Me sit still and quiet. Ha ha ha! ha. It totally helps." Yeah. <laughs> like I think I even got up to like 27 minutes one day. I was like, "This is amazing." Do you find that the rest of the day is actually like a more productive day because of it? Yeah, I yeah. found like later in that day, I was out with a bunch of people, and I was all I could do. I was like, "I can't wait to get home and do that again." You know? <laughs> but granted, I also also, I'm one of those people that feels like sometimes like rules are kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. When, with the, like that day, I was meditating to like uh, Jay Z, and it was amazing. Yeah, you have a oh. different meditating method. Well, than no, I, think I mean most I did it like have. the That's... way you're you know allegedly supposed to. <laughs> you know, I was learning the traditional right, kind right. Of concept of just focusing on breathing. But at a certain point, it's like, ooh, okay, now that I've kind of feel like I'm getting a little wings here with this how can I make this mine? Yeah. You know, so I'd find like one song that like, I felt like kind of put me in a good spot and I just hit repeat and just let it ride. Some days I don't use it. Yeah. I'm one of those guys. Just whatever. Cause you do seem like a mile a minute guy. Like whatever you're doing, you're doing a hundred 
percent. I, I don't be believe quiet. it's possible to do it more than that. It just means I've either been meditating or I'm really pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> like the old Viking. But did you, like, did you, I don't, I love we don't have to go here if you don't want to, straight. but no, I don't care. But like, it seems like meditation is a pretty conscious effort to stop for a minute. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Was that just something where you realized like, Hey, I've, like what pushed you into needing oh, to stop? Well, um, I think it's not a superpower because I'm not a superhero, but some of my defects of character as a human being are also assets. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like a really good racehorse with blinders on sometimes. So if I'm pointed in a direction, like learn how to learn how to become a master level woodworker as fast as you can, I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. do this. <laughs> and I will lock in and I'll do it. Right. You know, or if I'm, you know, behaving in a way that I shouldn't be and I'm hurting someone I care for and I give them my word that I'm going to get on top of it, I will lock in and knock it out. I'm just one of these people. Right. Like, and, but there are some times where I just need to learn to let go. And the older I get, the more I'm recognizing that, A, I need to get better at it. And it's quite useful. And it leads to me being happier. And so I was trying to work on just that from a personal perspective. Right. Um, and I think a lot of it, too, is just this year work-wise has been really stressful. Yeah. really stressful i mean the launch of the festival campaign mm-hmm. um and my work going in front of a lot more people on a mm-hmm. national level has been great but it has brought unexpected stressors right like apparently in this area when you get this kind of notoriety people are less inclined to hire you oh facts and Woodworkers from all over the world are more inclined to email you and call you and DM you lots of questions. Right. Which is cool. But if I answered them, Super time I wouldn't make oh, a man. living. Mm-hmm. And, and it was really tricky because if it wasn't for a couple of people that answered my questions, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in. So yeah. I didn't want to be disrespectful, but it got to a place where I'm like, I can't respond to all this. You know? well, and I think, well, I'm going to address that. I'm actually going to fix that whole dilemma because now I'm going to be able to respond and say, yeah, I think if I can get a school role and I'm like, yeah, we teach that class. Come on down. Yeah. Oh, that's a great so, response too. That, yeah. But I think so. you kind of, we leaned into this a little bit earlier, like woodworking for whatever reason, maybe it's just because my YouTube search history is full of it seems to sure. be in a lot of ways, like, almost the it's the foundational maker movement thing right like oh boy anybody can get into this thing and I, no but what i'm like what you some i i'm gonna i'm gonna bounce right back no, out of this no subject. no no i'll some, go i'll some, go there i'm happy so to go there. but i think like from the public perspective a lot of what you see are content creators not woodworkers mm-hmm. not metal workers they're content generators i like the way you're saying it much more than what i do and so well i've thought about it a lot and listened to a lot of conversations around it but because i one day i was like i just get an idea i'm like i'm gonna try that today i guess sure um therefore i'm not a specialist in anything but i have a weird like floaty knowledge of a random so i was like i wonder what like if i could make a youtube channel it's i think i've got a decent personality whatever i started trying to like film building something i was like i'm never gonna get this built if i try to do Mm. 
Heck make yeah. a movie. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The same, it's like, it's, it's kind of like kudos to, to some of the people doing that because it's a lot of work. But they're doing oh, yeah. one project a week. And then the rest of the time is just the content management. But where I was going with that is like, I think that has caused a weird, A, we're all accessible in some way if we try hard enough, right? Like mm -hmm. we're all connected by email or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Um, and it feels like, hey, I'm just reaching out to Matt. And you, it's a one-to-one sure. -one thing. And the problem is on your side or some, one -one, you know, yeah. uh, we interviewed Keely not too long ago. She's got a big mm -hmm. social media. Uh, I like Keely. She's a nice lady. She's super sweet. And, um, but for her, it's a one on 18,000 conversation. Sure. Like, that's not a sustainable no. format. Right. No. No. And so I think that sometimes the consumer, whether it's the consumer of co like content or the consumer of the physical object we forget that the ratio of conversation it's is different. not equal. Well, and the thing is, is I'm trying to say, cause I, I don't want to be negative about it because the fact that there are a lot of people interested in building stuff is good. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's how do I put this. There was a point in time where I was very resentful and, and not really happy about a lot of the maker movement stuff mm -hmm. I was seeing. And then I had to walk around that problem a little more and gain some perspective. And the way I see it is, it's a start. We've got people interested in learning to build stuff. We have people interested in building stuff with their hands. This is a good start. However, I do think that there's some responsibility that needs to fall on people like me. Mm -hmm. um, that we need to encourage them starting and building that live edge table and ordering your hairpin legs is a good start. Mm -hmm. But if you want to call yourself a furniture maker, keep going. Yeah. Like, yeah. like until you can tell me the the actual temperature regulations for different types of glue, we're not having that talk. You yeah. know, I mean, there's just more that goes into this and how different species react, you know, how you can work with it. There's a lot yeah, and, and so I'm. I am all now looking at it from the perspective that I am really glad that there is so much interest. It can be frustrating because it seems like it's not being encouraged for people to continually try to get better. Right. And so I would, you know, because I'm like we talked about. I'm intense. I don't need somebody behind me with a whip hitting me, telling me to try harder to be better. Right. I, I am that. I'm. I'm the guy doing it myself. I'm good. But most people aren't wired all crazy like me, you know? Not, and they're just happy that they made something cool. Not many people are specialists like you, I don't think. Right? So, like, we talked a lot. That's I, an interesting way of So, it. I am a collector of hobbies. Like, cool. I go broad. I go relatively deep comparatively, I think. But, like, I'm not a specialist in any... Ding. I yeah. give up. Uh, <laughs> so you know <laughs> so you like having lots of hobbies He's so, a hobbyist. Yeah. so let's yes. start over, back to the top um but i can't you know what it just doesn't matter anymore i no. give up uh anyway that being said like i have come to grips with i will never be a specialist in a thing sure. and i think that their attention spans are really short and you have a lot of people who do kind of bounce in and out of stuff because it's sure. easy right it's sure. easy to get in but i think to your point, underneath all that, there's there's a, a kid out there somewhere who, because of all this, 
is exposed to something, gets access to something, yes. and they have that like hamster on a wheel inside of them as well, sure. like aching to get on that track. Mm-hmm. And so it's a big net. It's a wide net. You're going to catch a lot of stuff that maybe is not super interesting, sure. but you're going to every once in a while really get a gem. And I think that is the beauty of them. Like whatever brought you into it, whatever you latch on to going out of it. Like if it gets my daughter interested in math for some reason right. or how to wire a circuit board or program or whatever, like no matter how she gets there because she wants to make a YouTube video. But if she like learns something in that and, and comes out the other side with a skill on the other side, like that's okay to me, you know? And I think that's Very the way to so. look at it is like, we're not going to get a lot of true master craftsmen out of this movement. Right. Might. Never know. We're probably not going to get, I don't think we'll get a ton. I think, you know, like, but I think that we will get more than we would have gotten without it. I think that more people have, I think the fact that like, to me, it addresses a a smaller problem wrapped up in, or that is engulfed by a larger problem is that the trades work in this country has gone to, you know what, it's gone to to nothing to crap. It's, Mm -hmm. It's gone. And manufacturing is gone. And, you know, I, I've done a lot of. I'm trying, I can't go too far here because there's things in kind of in the works. Um, <laughs> let's just say that that's an issue that I'm I'm really gung ho about focusing on, and I have spoken with other people within industry and other industries that are in agreement with me. Yeah, and that we're working on coming up with some ways to approach this problem Ooh. and see if maybe we can make find a way to. Make it, I don't want to say more attractive, because I, I don't see it as just as simple as these kids are lazy, they don't want to work. Right. It's a load of, that's a load of crap, part of my language. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cultural problem, yeah. because what's happening is the, the, the kids that are teenagers today, they associate trades work with negatives. Yep. Because these mm-hmm. are the children of people that got laid off. Yeah. And their jobs went to another country. So they see neg- they see the trades work as a punishment mm-hmm. because that's what it was in their household. It means less food, yeah. less meals, less anything. So it's it's not just that the jobs aren't available. It's also seen as a punishment. And so to me, it's a cultural issue. Mm-hmm. And the other problem is, is that most, not everyone's wired for working in an office. I'm sure as oh. heck not. Yeah. Have you met me? Yeah. Dear Lord, that's a bull in a china closet. Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dodson and Daniel Quinn. Sound design by Tyler Orsack and Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Hill.